everybody. Welcome to the Tech Raptor Podcast. I'm Robert Scarpanito, your features editor. Andrew, editor-in-chief. Rutledge, founder and Elex fanatic. Andrew Stretch, demonic editor. Okay, hold on. I I need to ask why. Yeah. I've just been, you know, spending some time in the the nether worlds, uh, collecting demons, helping them solve troubles, spending my daytime going to my beautiful high school in Tokyo. You know, just a, a normal week. You were oh, sounding like that weird kid in school. Just a second. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Show yeah, up with those contacts. When you're that busy, when do you find time to play Shin Megami Tensei Five? Just curious. It's, I I don't. It's it's oh. a real shame. It's just been gathering dust. Yeah, he oh, was talking you. about Persona Five. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so in this episode later on, we're going to talk about Shin Megami Tensei 5. Obviously, we're also going to talk about Forza Horizon 5. Lots of fives going on. Um, But first, let's get into the news. Oh, Elden Ring. You got 20 full minutes of Dark Souls meets Breath of the Wild meets Sekiro energy going on. I think that, that about sums up that Elden Ring gameplay. I don't know. Does anyone have any hot off the cuff? thoughts yeah. takes you know what was it what was the what was the new pokemon not arceus but before that i don't even remember sword and shield sword and shield yeah you know that open world that looked like golden ring <laughs> whoa interesting okay have you have you considered getting you glasses no but it, it obviously one-to-one they're not but comparably <laughs> it's like you see this open world it's like man this this kind of looks not good well, before there's Literally. too many pitches, uh, pitchforks and uh, and torches in the comment section, uh, it's such a shame that you have to leave us so soon, Otten. You know, you're <laughs> stepping down, stepping away from the games industry too. They said I get yeah, ice cream huge. later after pudding. <laughs> hey, like you know, Jeff Jeff Keeley knows where you live. He will find you. Does, well, good thing after that E3 leaked it, I moved. <laughs> so I'm safe. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I can understand that. It definitely is not the prettiest looking game I've seen, you know, especially from what you might expect. But, you know, there was something about the vibe of it that it it didn't really surprise me all that much. But also, I know I'm getting it day one, yeah. you know? Well, I, more of what I'm getting at is, like, I don't think any of the from software games have been particularly, like, they're not the visually best looking games. You know what I mean? But they also have a very style and atmosphere that's, very good that they nail that so it might not have the best graphics or the best textures whatever the hell you might say but they've always kind of nailed a specific vibe and that just felt obviously it's just, i haven't played it so who knows this could all be wrong but based on that trailer it's like man that just looks like a generic fantasy world open world with weird from software monsters on it do you do you think the generic fantasy world is coming from george rr R. martin's input I don't know. Maybe. Oh, man. Welcome to the Tech Raptor <laughs> podcast where we anger the fanboys. Well, I'm going to I'm going to say the opposite and, you know, it it looks like a FromSoft game. Um as as Andrew said, I think I'm going to be able to put a more positive spin on it. Um definitely like, you know, if if you were to throw me into that world and say that this is Dark Souls, Dark Souls or this is a medieval Bloodborne, I'd just nod and go back to getting myself killed. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think the idea of going open world is going to be quite interesting. I feel like a lot of what I've played of like Dark Souls and Bloodborne, it's very much about like narrowing down the scope of what the player can do and putting a wall in front of them. Um, I, you know, I'm kind of fearful for, you know, any, any arbitrary choke points that, yeah. you know, you'll be riding in a field, in a field, in a field. And then for some reason, there'll be a gateway um, and there'll be a creature there that George R. R. Martin thought up. And then, uh, you know, someone at FromSoft said, okay, sure, but give it 12 more eyes and 13 and a half more hands. Um, and then let's fight that. Right. Sure. And make it really big. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still excited for it just because what I saw of the gameplay, it, because like for me in the FromSoft world, Sekiro is probably my favorite FromSoft game because of how fluid everything feels and how just like you can jump. That's nice. Um, <laughs> which I know you can jump in Dark Souls, but try jumping in the middle that, of a that fight. That was the That's true not... innovation for Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, they, they finally played Mario you and they were like, whoa, we can, add, we can add that. 
Um, but no, there's a lot of uh, the way Elden Ring is playing where it looks like it still has the same like long frame animations of Dark Souls, but it also has a lot more of that fluid movement that I'm seeing in like Bloodborne and Sekiro. And like, like there's that there's that moment, right, where you're on the horse and you get to like horseback combat against the dragon. And I was like, OK, that looks like it could be cool if that's not like a set piece moment, you know, like if that's something that can just happen in the game, like whenever, wherever, that'll be really cool. Yeah. So uh, kind of going on what Stretch was saying, uh, the it's going to be very interesting. I think this is definitely the biggest departure from any other game. And this, if you want to lump all this soul stuff into one thing, Sekiro and Bloodborne and the Dark Souls series all in one thing. Because uh, they always had, like, Stretch say like a set challenge in front of you, essentially. Like, even if you're going down this hallway or across this bridge or whatever, this guy was going to pop out of here. You were going to fight that thing or whatever. And it was the same kind of thing. And it was overcoming that challenge and kind of learning the quote-unquote puzzle of the crap it's going to throw at you one section at a time where this obviously if you have the freedom to go anywhere how do they keep that same level of like crafted challenge in front of you like or do they just randomly gate things which hopefully that's not what they do Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i'm hoping that because that'll be i think the biggest challenge for the game right i mean ironically because it's going to be a very challenging game most likely but the hardest part is going to be how is the open world going to fit into all of this or more maybe more importantly how is FromSoft going to fit into this open world i wonder if they'll if they'll like really double down into the open world aspect like breath of the wild or like um skyrim or something and like put a whole bunch of stuff in it or whether they'll take a completely flipped approach like something um say say uh shadow of the colossus because that had a vast beautiful open world but aside from like the lizards um and the coins now um there was really nothing to it and it was kind of it it added to the eeriness like i know Mm -hmm. that i know that you know shadow of the colossus is pretty much just boss rush the game mode um but I wonder whether that same kind of level of awkward emptiness might lend itself well to a uh, a cosmic horror-ish genre that that um, FromSoft normally try to lean so hard into their like face first and eyeballs. Right. I don't know. All I can really hope is that because you know with. We, we mentioned earlier that the art direction in these games tends to be pretty special, right? And I think back to Sekiro and like even in the opening scenes, it's like, yeah, this is pretty, but not like blow blow me away pretty until you get to like Forbidden Palace. You know, like that area is just so gorgeous. And I'm hoping we can find some hidden or like later places in Elden Ring that are like that same level of, okay, this is where all that environmental budget went, you know? I'll also say that 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 gameplay that we saw, they said that you know it's it's PC footage, it's in beta, um, but they've also announced that there's going to be um, different gameplay modes for the current gen consoles, like the Series X and the PS5, and that there will be uh, ray tracing support and higher graphics modes coming to PC with like a day one patch. Mm. So this is also like that's the that's the mode that's likely intended to be on parity with xbox one or ps4 likely right well in other news we have a game that's getting a day 390 patch uh marvel's avengers playstation advantage is finally getting (laughs) spider-man finally a year later more than a year later even oh that ps4 investment paid off because you can finally play spider-man in Avengers. Because you, you're definitely still playing Avengers or wanting to play it again. Yeah, no, player count has never dropped in Avengers, as far as I'm the aware. The only game ever in history. Because yeah. well, you, you, <laughs> you couldn't tell that players had dropped because there weren't enough to do matchmaking, so you could just expect that it would be really busy. Mm, right, right. Well, because you couldn't find anyone because everyone else was already so busy playing exactly. like, with each other, right? Like, you were just like the were lost so person. High, you're like, man, too many people playing. Yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest bug in the game. They don't tell you there's a queue time. They just say you can't find anyone. 
It was I just a typo, you know. I think the biggest bug in the game is Spider-Man now, actually. Oh, I get it. That's a good one. But he's an arachnid man. Ah, uh, blasted. <laughs> Foiled again. <laughs> no, I don't know. It, it, to be a little more real or serious about it, it's just, it is insane how much this game has been bungled over and over again you know like there i can't think of the last time i saw a very positive story about avengers the game even the most positive was like didn't they also uh say that they're getting rid of xp boosts last week and like that's a positive story because they're fixing something so negative you know yeah no it's good because they they specifically said before we i mean everybody knows the story now but they specifically said they weren't going to put those in Mm. and then they did and everybody's like, hey, man, what the hell? <laughs> like, you were very, like, no, you didn't leave any room for, like, oh, maybe they'll come eventually. It was like, no, we're never doing that. And then and they so the, the fact that they're getting rid of it is pretty good. Right. But I'm thinking positive news for them. Wasn't the Wakanda stuff free? <laughs> That's positive, Was right? it? <laughs> wasn't Black Panther free? I, I, I didn't guess. even and hear about that. Yeah, and it wasn't the PlayStation Advantage either. Everyone got it. Yeah. But I, with Spider-Man coming to it, like, so I've played all of Avengers when it came out. I'm sorry. You know what? If you're just playing through the campaign once, it's not that. It's not you're gonna. It's not the best game in the world, but you'll enjoy it. Mm. It's not. It's a good time. It's, it's a you know, it's one of those lower tier Marvel movies experiences. It's like that. Uh, but with with Spider Man coming to it, so we've already had a really good Spider Man game come out, and I know how that Spider Man plays, like how the game gameplay and the combat works. I don't want a vastly inferior version of that with that has three abilities like all the other heroes in Avengers. Mm. And that's it. You know what I mean? Because that's what it's going to be. They has to, has to fit into that mold of, all right, he's got these set abilities that you can use, and that's it. And then you get to move around. They're going to be really disappointed when Avengers announces their Wolverine DLC then. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so going to be the Xbox exclusive. So I'm gonna, if I want to play Spider-Man, just go play Spider-Man. I mean, I, don't play Avengers. Avengers is in this weird point between it's trying to become Final Fantasy XIV, where it's currently headed the way of Anthem. Um, and it's fantastic to hear that they are seriously listening to fans um, to remove those XP boosts that were just like, whoa, no thanks. I know that in their statement, they said like, yeah, you know, we did promise that we wouldn't include anything that would be game breaking or that would that would alter um alter players experiences will be like play to win and it seems in their mind or at least in this backpedaling statement they seem to really double down on the idea of like no 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 we just meant that we weren't going to sell like gear you weren't going to be able to get like legendary gear that could affect gameplay we didn't see how an experience boost would would alter this and it's like well really like yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, like if this were that's... one of the first live service games, I could get it. But like live service games are a dime a dozen, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that they just might need to to. I mean, th the idea of XP boosts, they might be trying to think of. You know, we've got all of this great content that people might want to jump into, like, um, like an MMO, like WoW, how you can like purchase the you know, your character is now level 60. Um, it might be them trying to make a faster way for people to get to the newer content that they might want to get to. Mm. But it's just, you know, when you've already set promises, you know, the internet never forgets. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's, I think they have to know by now, like the games as a servicey, grindy, repetitive stuff is not what people want out of it. I have not played, like, the Wakanda stuff, like, uh, the uh, Hawkeye stuff. Like, I know there's more story things that have been added to the game. I haven't played them since, the, you know, I've just played the base game. But it seems like that's what people want. Like, oh, okay, here's the new superhero that's in. So Spider-Man's going to have some story, I'm sure, and missions associated with it. And I think he only else. has minimal missions as well. It's like he has oh, one so epic lame. quest or something. What's the point? Just go yeah. play Rick's Spider-Mario Insomniac's game. Right. Yeah, there's nothing that's making me want to play the game i played the beta it was interesting but like i don't know i've had no drive to go back and even spider-man just isn't enough um mm -hmm. knowing kind of how the game is and it, it just seemed shallow to me yeah i mean think like here we are a year in now and if, you, if you're 
you know, interested in learning more, we do have an opinion piece on the site about whether or not Avengers will survive a second year. Uh, we'll see, right? But I think what I'm feeling right now is the exact same thing I felt when we first learned about this game, which is who wanted this to be live service? Who wanted this yeah. to be games as a service, right? That, I'll tell you who, executives. Exactly, <laughs> right? And I mean, wasn't there that story of like Squeenix saying, oh, maybe Crystal Dynamics wasn't the right fit for this, right? But well, it's, I think it's a go- waste of their talent because they, they're, they're, they can do much better than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'd rather see Tomb Raider four than yeah. this, right? Um, Especially after playing trilogy. Guardians, like playing Guardians, and then even thinking about going back to Avengers is just like, why? Because Guardians exactly. was so well cra- is so well crafted, and it's a great single player experience. Unless you're playing with friends, I just don't feel the draw of Avengers. Yeah, and like I don't like there's room in this world for a live service Marvel game, right? But I think it's more that when I think of other games that have like a big IP that they make a live service, like, you know, Star Wars, The Old Republic, right? It's not like you're playing as Luke and Leia and Han and leveling up your Luke, right? Like you create your own character and it's, it's you inhabiting this world. Whereas with the Avengers, it's not like, you know, you're not really crafting your own Tony Stark. Like Tony Stark is Tony Stark right which that's that's how i feel like with guardians how it's not really like you're not creating your version of peter quill peter quill is just the character on the screen you're playing as and inhabiting right and that is what i think more people wanted out of these types of games as opposed to this live service like gear up loot up get get those levels up you know we killed off marvel heroes for this yeah, Which, if you it, played that, that game was <laughs> great. I loved that game. And I almost wonder if they wanted to do like a live service Marvel thing. Like, wouldn't Ultimate Alliance almost fit better? Like the way that game works and plays. Yeah. And yeah. just has the huge roster of superhero like me- of characters in it. Like that's what you would feel it would be like. Instead of uh, collecting, you know, gear and stuff, it'd be like collecting the various heroes because they've got Marvel's got such a massive just. <laughs> library of heroes to go from like you could make it all about that and it would you you could get the surprise hit of you know here's a character we haven't really featured in a comic in 30 years Mm. and all of a sudden he's wacky and weird and everybody loves him or whatever i don't know i I feel like that's the way because you're right who wants to be like all right hey i i got the new purple version of the arm thing for iron man (laughs) yeah like (laughs) sweet like it's hard to care about it, right? Which is disappointing as like a big Marvel fan. Like I wish that had done well because it's it is fun to play as those characters. It was a big draw of the Marvel Heroes game for me was, you know, playing just an immense number of different characters that had the full spectrum of their abilities and um it the combat felt good and, and there was story and, and an overarching kind of lore across the entire world that was was cool and and fun to interact with um this just kind of for me missed the mark Mm -hmm. well here's hoping right that the future of marvel games is a little more story focused right because i mean obviously spider-man 2 on the horizon wolverine on the horizon i doubt wolverine's gonna be like an mmo right like it's (laughs) probably gonna be pretty focused on logan um didn't marvel just sign a deal with amy hennig studio too which i would be mm-hmm. very surprised if amy hennig spearheaded an mmo as well right yeah. you know what i mean so here's hoping that the future of marvel gaming is a little more like guardians and a little less like avengers yep yeah it's kind of it's kind of like um you know i mean it's all the same company it's all disney but like the way that um star wars kind of needed it it's kicking an ass to to get off the idea of everything needs to be large and multiplayer and oh yeah you know last jedi no not last jedi fallen order fallen order fallen jedi order. fallen order was like oh people like this people really like it. it's like yeah. just keep keep going with that although yeah, i will say that. i will say i would love a uh a star wars galaxies remaster oh yeah that was pre-ea though like, Man, the, pre-EA like the systems in that yeah bring it back baby i've definitely seen a lot of people say guardians is like the fallen order of the marvel games now in terms of 
realizing, oh, hey, we got our head out of our ass, kind of, and no, like, did it. Definitely tracks. And I hope that, you know, they do more of it. It would be cool to have single player experiences outside of just Spider-Man and, and the Guardians. I think explore. I don't I don't know how they did it, but whatever the lightning in the bottle that that Bungie caught with Destiny has just seriously never been able to be reproduced at that level. That's true. Uh, we've yeah. seen so many with like Outriders, uh, which was also Square Enix, right? Yeah, with yeah. people can fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this we've had two division games. Um, just that that idea of the the. I don't know, console, you know, small MOBA kind of, like, not MOBA, sorry, small MMO for for consoles and stuff has just never been able to be recaptured except Destiny's continued to kill it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is this live service thing. Everyone's chasing that dragon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a matter of whether they can execute on those systems, you know? Um, speaking of big companies going into new new forays, uh, Netflix has video games. Five Netflix of them. Is getting, yeah, five whole video games. You never see that anymore. Um, if you boot I'm up, like, I'm like uh, three of them. Stranger Things. Two of them. Yeah, two two of them are okay. Stranger th- <laughs> Things. Three of them are. Uh, what's the nice way to say not good? Or they don't look, <laughs> it's not not, they don't look interesting? Yeah, like we were talking about a little bit before we started recording, but like, you know how sometimes you get those banner ads that are like, throw the dart at the target three times and you get a prize if you win. They look like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like not not exactly <laughs> killer app sort of no. stuff, right? Um, and maybe even the bigger thing is it's only on Android right now, but two, uh, three of us have Android on this this podcast. Two of us could not find the games button. <laughs> I got it. What do you want to no, know? No, no, I'm no, looking no, no. at it right let's, now. Let's re-clarify. This isn't like journalists don't know how to play games. It's not that we yes. couldn't find the button. They aren't. It is there. The not only exist. do we not know how to play them, we don't even now. know how to get to them to play them. I need Netflix on easy mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just got to get good at Netflix, man. Yeah, you got to get good. You have to get to a certain level before you unlock the games so button. If you like uh, Card Blast, which is a game on here, you will probably like to watch Feed Phil. Somebody Feed Phil. Mm. Or Ugly Deli- All these are food ones. What and then the there's hell? Too Hot to Handle, whatever that is. <laughs> Isn't that a uh, really bad it's reality a dating TV show? Game? Yeah. Is yeah. It? I don't know. Uh huh. You should watch it. Let us know. Oh, yeah. yeah. It says category for this game Casino. So that's a good. We're starting off strong. Oh, no. Oh, God, I didn't even see that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's uh, I know because Netflix has for a while now, right, their, their, um, their goal isn't to, like, be the best TV show service, but more like their competitors are Fortnite. You know, like, they recognize that now it's more about time, not necessarily about quality of the shows or movies on their service. So this is clearly them trying to muscle into the gaming you know space right and i can respect that especially considering like how many people are playing fortnite instead of watching squid game right um but i think you're gonna need stronger titles like how many games did apple arcade launch with i don't remember uh at least a dozen but it seems like five is like not like maybe wait till you have more netflix like (laughs) Or if you're going to have five, five. they need to be strong. Yeah, and, you know, the two Stranger Things games have already been out. Like, they've released already. Like, they've... There's not a new Stranger Games game on here. (laughs) The number of games that release on a a yearly basis, like, you have to be able to stand out. Um, You know, it's it's the indie gaming problem in that, you know, there's a lot of games coming out, and it's hard for games to get recognized. And, yes, they might be on Netflix, but... But if nobody wants to play them, gamers are not going to look at your platform again. But I mean, well, I mean that looking at the games that are on offer, that's probably not who they're going after. You know, that's like because there's a lot of mobile games that aren't necessarily the greatest, but they're good kind of like just mindless time killers. Like I could definitely see these just being because you're doing the same kind of thing over and over again. If they're just looking for people to just spend time on their app in some way, they should have just hired the Flappy Bird guy. That's right. Mm-hmm. Wherever he's at now. <laughs> Don't Google. He's living a quiet some, life now. There's probably some sad story. I don't want to know. 
Yeah, I mean, I I agree, right? That like they're if they're trying to get into the mobile gaming market, it's not like it needs to be you know the Last of Us two levels of you know like it doesn't need that caliber behind it to to spark some fire. But I think it does say a lot that the story here isn't like here's this hidden gem you have to play on Netflix that everyone has. It's just yeah, Netflix has games now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Um, are they are they just streamed to your phone? Or uh, do you says, like go into the app and download them? Pretty sure I have to download them. Let me do one real quick. Yeah, let's see <laughs> how long it takes. All right. <laughs> Live time right now. Games, which one? I mean, it's... Card Blast, we'll do the casino game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. Oh, in the same... even... Oh, my God. <laughs> huh? Wait, we have a breaking exclusive <laughs> announcement from Andrew so, going out click, to the field. What do you see? game, and all it did was bring me to the Play Store. It's not even inside the Netflix oh. app. So I'm just downloading this Card Blast app to my phone. It's not within Netflix at all, I don't think. Well, huh. let me download it and see if I can play it from inside. I don't think so. Live on the field reporting right That's here. That's ridiculous. So, I mean, it, it sounds, I mean, speaking of, of chasing lightning in the bottle, you know, the same thing that we've already seen streaming services do, Netflix was like the one big one. And now everyone wants a piece of that pie, and that's why we now have Disney Plus, Peacock, um, Paramount Plus, Paramount Plus. Uh, I don't know. One like there's that, H- that HBO one. Oh, Sh- Shutter, Shutter. Yeah, it's you know, and we already know that like you know these games were already out, and they've like I know that the Stranger Things games were on Game Pass, and have now been removed so that they can be transitioned over to this to the android only app um i wonder how long it will be until we see you know you can you can open the netflix app on your playstation or xbox and then i guess select the game and it will take you to the to the stores uh to the store page to download hey oh shit though what if what if netflix starts getting like video game ass video games and then if you have Netflix on your PlayStation or your Xbox, it's like Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, like, I I'm definitely talking... think that that's what they're going for. Yeah, like that what if you work... had Destiny on Netflix, right? And you could boot the up Witcher. Destiny too. Yeah. That'd actually be smart. Not, yeah. not that the TV show is based on the video game, of course. It's purely based on the books. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if they, can, if they can pull that in, I definitely think that this is them looking at... I mean, you know, you talked about how... You know, different companies say that different people are actually their competitors and stuff. And I'm pretty sure Spencer has said before that, you know, the the rival for them with Game Pass isn't PlayStation, but it's like Apple and it's mm-hmm. it's uh, Amazon and it's Netflix for that that streaming space. Right. That uh, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if we started seeing you know that that kind of cross. Just everyone's trying to build their own platform, which is going to be a problem. When it's like, oh, I want to play, you know, these games I'll need Game Pass. These games I'll need EA Play. Um, I'll need an Origin Pass somewhere else. Um, if I want to play humongous entertainment games, I've got to get their platform and subscription. Um, it's just going to like start building out and fracture what is currently working. Um, yeah. And I'm, I am really don't want that to happen i enjoy my game pass i enjoy what it has if i have to start getting five services like a someday you always yeah i already have subscribed to two different services for anime even though they're both owned by the same company because each has different things in either sub or dub um which just baffles me (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you also see stuff where they say like exclusive to this service but you can still find it on the other service and it's like Mm -hmm. okay what's the point right just the direction everything's heading i mean we're that SaaS model is just it's so prevalent within the software industry it's now bleeding into games it was already basically a part of movies and tv so i think it's it's a shift we'll continue to see the question is five years from now what does the landscape look like what how much are you having to pay a month to have access to everything you want five years from now it'll be and i think that game pass is getting ahead of it by offering the ea play within the game pass ultimate service but it's just going to turn into cable the same thing that cable did like i subscribe to the base service and then if i want this service this service this service i can bundle them yeah basically reverse engineering that 
Yeah, it's they're, they're going the same way and it's dumb. It's, you know, the reason that people don't cable anymore <laughs> is because of shitty practices like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... I don't know, I think that's what we're going to see a lot of moving into the future, right? Um, but speaking of things with bright futures, Devolver, I think we should talk about them a little bit before we move on to games, right? Uh, Devolver Digital has gone public. They're valued at over $900 million now on the stocks trade. And I want to give the soapbox to Rutt to make his stonks joke that he's going to make. I just want to, just want to give him the space to get that out of his system. Listen... I would have bought their stock, except for I don't have a trading account in London. So um, I'm a little disappointed because I absolutely would have bought some. But for, at the same time, I did see, bring up that that's probably a conflict of interest. For those of you who can't see, Rutt's actually dabbing tears out of his eyes with yeah. a wad of bills. Yep. Yeah. And they look like Benjamin's. And what's that? Is that a raptor on there? <laughs> raptor coin? <laughs> What? <laughs> you know, keep bringing that back. Yeah, yeah. Raptor code at IN. Yeah. I feel like at this point I need to make a shit coin just because I own that domain, but I don't want to. You know, um, like on I, I don't just know. Let That's Dash design it. This will be. You could make money off of that. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, everybody makes money off of their shit coin. It like look at the Squid Game coin. Um, you know, it went from like one cent to $2,300 and then the creators were like, YOLO, fuck you guys, pulled the rug and people lost a lot of money. Like, I wouldn't do that, but like at the same time, it would be amusing just to say we have our own coin. Um, but I I also don't want to figure out the logistics of that. That's like a lot of work and like, I guess I would probably have to do something with it and I have enough on my plate. Um, right. So, uh, yeah. So with Devolver, but stonks, um, yeah. I no. would yeah. love to own Devolver. I think that uh, to me, just, you just love to own Devolver. Period. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think to me, like they are a company that's worth investing in. I think longer term, that stock will definitely go up because they have just they have such a great trajectory. Um, and I think more than anything, and, and we talked about this before, is that Devolver's kind of been anti corporate. I'm curious to see what this injection of funds from listing on the exchange, what that allows them to do over the next couple of years. Mm. Because that's really the only reason to go public is to get an injection of cash that you can put towards other things that ideally continue to inflate and grow that stock price. Um, So I'm sure this was a big business move in terms of what this could do for them over the next couple of years. but I'd be curious to see kind of what what changes in terms of their their kind of anti corporate jokes and all that kind of stuff that they like to make. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I that's what I wonder too, right? Because that was what my brain first went to is like this is the most corporate thing they've ever done, right? But if you look at the statement they released, they talked about how everyone on the team is a is a shareholder. I don't know how much how much of a shareholder they are right but like it still sounds like that they're really thinking team first before corporation first which is nice and i'm hoping that it's not just like a smoke screen yeah well i think it, you I'm can sure there's keep equity that up. involved you can keep that up for a while but like when they're going to be down moments they can't have knock something out of the park every time and you get you know these big investors and shareholders breathing down your neck that is a big it'll convince you to do some things that maybe you wouldn't want to do before mm-hmm. eventually there's if there's just some compromise like that that's going to be made and i just hope that we don't see devolver change too much from that i don't expect it to really um they're going to keep their same vibe that they've always had and their same kind of like we don't give a shit attitude we're gonna do what we want kind of stuff um but I hope it doesn't affect it too much in terms of, all right, we got to really worry about the bottom line instead of, hey, here's this really weird-ass, unique game. We don't know if it's going to be a hit, but it looks really cool. And that's what's great about Devolver. And I I hope that never goes away. I'll be curious to see, because I haven't looked yet, I'll be curious to see who the institutional investors are beyond Sony, because I know Sony bought a 5% stake. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it really depends on who those institutional investors are outside of retail and um, some of the other sections um, because the, I, I think depending on who it is it could influence things but they may have also been very careful about who they offered 
um, yeah. the, the chance to invest to. Um, I could see them being very smart about that. Like, yes, we will only take investment under the certain terms that like, yes, you're not going to influence this, th- that, and the other. Yeah. Um, well, so I think we'll uh, like one of the other things that people don't, if you haven't really thought about it much, when you go public, when that means successes and failures are public. Like money wise, yeah. like if there's a sentiment in the air that oh that was a big hit to them and they see a you know stock price tank or something, when maybe that wasn't totally justified, but it doesn't really matter like whether that's true or not. Like the numbers line up behind the scenes, like that can have a big effect and really effect, like you're, oh shit we have to get that back up otherwise it, we could just hit a death spiral where people aren't confident in who we are or whatever. Where all that stuff could be you know held behind closed doors before we're like oh man that really sucked and we lost a lot of money on it don't do that again all of a sudden that stuff gets put under a microscope um mm. so hopefully though i would devolver's probably one of my favorite publishers so i i don't want to see too too much change yeah i mean they just have such a good vibe right like i always look forward to their e3 presentation yep. every year just because it's so fun <laughs> right like they just poke fun at everything and i'm betting they're gonna poke fun at this right now I'm sure they like are. the thing that's happening right um but beyond that they you know pretty often have good indie games come out like they're not all gonna knock it out of the park right but i mean no one has that perfect track no. record but i mean even recently they had what inscription which is doing like it's one of those underground cult hits that just like keeps getting yeah. talked about every week you know um and i mean they've got this 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 uh army of really good studios under their wing right like they just recently bought firefly which does uh stronghold mm-hmm. strong yeah right stronghold um they've got dodge roll the gungeon folks enter the gungeon roguelite yeah no i so, i have all faith in mean, like they, they've always picked really interesting good games like they've always had something come out that's like all right that was actually pretty awesome or that was very unique or very interesting or whatever um they definitely have a very good stable of games for sure yeah i'm just i mean i'm still looking forward to whatever they're gonna publish next yep right like i've actually been playing a bit of inscription but i want like more time with it to really let it soak in you know uh, I think now, now that we've talked about the, the news for like almost 40 minutes here, let's jump into some games. Let's jump into the games we've been playing. Um, I think let's kick it off with Forza Horizon 5 because two of us on the show played it for the past uh, few days, really, right? Like, right, you bought the, the early access thing, mm-hmm. right, with Game Pass. So did I. What, what are your thoughts? I'm loving it. I mean, I, I enjoyed Forza Horizon 4 quite a bit. Um, I played on Xbox um just because the controller experience stuff like that but this time around um i ordered a wheel ahead of launch just because mm. i wanted to get a little bit more into it and i'm having a great time um does it make you feel like forza i mean i definitely feel more integrated into the game like it feels more uh, immersive with the steering wheel which is obviously not surprising um and it took a little bit of getting used to like the steering wheel sensitivity and stuff like that. But once you get it down, like it just, when you hit like a really tight drift on a corner and just pass people, it is, it just feels so cool. Um, Mm. And I've never, I've played plenty of driving games over the years, but I've never bought, like just bought a steering wheel. I was like, you know what, for this one, it looks really cool. Um, I'll give it a try. And I'm just, I'm having a blast. Just for two hours last night, I just drove around. Like I just kept switching cars and just drove around. Um, and it was super cathartic and relaxing. Um, and then the races are just fun. Um, so, but I think that upgrading was worth it. Like to me, $44 to get the premium edition when I'm going to get the standard edition anyway, and then getting the, like the car pass and, um, some of the other bonuses like the car voucher were worth it because I bought the most expensive car in the game right out the bat. Um, Mm. plus the welcome pack has some pretty sweet car models to to drive around in early on um so i think it's worth it i'm having a great time so Otten, you you were interested in the game right but you think it's it's dumb to buy the the super edition to dumb okay Okay. i do think it's dumb okay i don't think it's worth it (laughs) i'll play it i'll play it in a couple days 
I, I don't need to, you know, it's it pay to get something sooner, especially when it's just days. Or even if it's paid to get some some content sooner, I I I don't like that as a. It just that seems like a, I don't know, very manipulative product to sell. To me, yeah. if it hadn't been on Game Pass, I would have bought it anyway. So to pay forty four dollars instead of sixty, I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, well, so it was never about early game- access. Wait, if you didn't have Game Pass, but you wanted to get that early access, you'd have to buy the full one hundred dollar yeah. version. That's true of the game. That's true. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I also bought the early edition of it, but I've also been playing Horizon since since Horizon Three, because uh, like I I really love Burnout Paradise, but I'm not a big like racing game fan. But I like that idea of like here's just a big playground, and you can just drive. That has always spoken to me, but not so much the like. You know, I need to I need to tweak all the the gears and make the engine super right. And I don't know how to talk about cars at all. Um, I don't I don't I don't really get into that stuff. I don't care. But just like make it go vroom. Here's a big road. Just do whatever that I like. Red goes faster, right? Yes. Yeah. I think Horizon Horizon as a franchise has done such a fantastic job of like finding that gap between the need for speed fans and the Forza Motorsport fans that it's like arcadey enough to be an entry point but then the people who want to like drill down into like you know what pressure does my back right tire have mm-hmm. um that's really really cool yeah it's like the perfect mix of arcade and sim right so since i've been a long time fan of that series i'm like you know what i i will buy the expansion passes anyway and that 45 dollar version gets you the expansion passes when they come out because I, if they do it like Horizon Four, those won't come to Game Pass. I don't know if that's still going to be the case, but the I DLC normally probably doesn't. Probably not. Yeah, so I was like, you know, to me, that's the bigger investment, and it's like getting to play a few days early. That's like the bonus. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. it, it was it's kind of cool too. So with Horizon, you can build those designs for your cars. You can actually create. So you're talking about the tuning, like you can put your tuned car configurations up for people to use which is also a cool thing like i want to i i want to tweak my car but i don't know how the hell to do it somebody else has figured it out which is pretty cool like for me being uh someone who won't even bother trying to change their own oil um it's it's just kind of a neat thing to be like well i want to know how to like i want to tune this car a little bit more but i don't even know where to start um Mm. and you can kind of browse around and be like oh okay yeah see for me it's like i care more about the designs like the paint decals because give it a few actually i wouldn't be surprised if there are some now because there are like what eight hundred thousand people already playing forza this past weekend before it's even out oh, there's already a ton um, yeah but give it a, a few days if not already there are going to be so many like weeaboo anime girl designs that is look there any, so is there any bad photoshopped uh warcraft 3 porn decals yet hey <laughs> i wouldn't you know, be surprised if i if, if would if that my, make you buy it early if my many hours of uh investigating to find those images couldn't turn them up i'd be so happy to see them turn up there <laughs> oh. yeah i don't know there's just there's something there's something like almost lightning in a bottle i think about forza horizon because like there's so much that i could see turning that could like turn people off of the game like the writing is not good (laughs) the acting hey racers welcome to the horizon festival (laughs) yeah it's it's really like going for the low-hanging fruit sort of stuff but you know there's something about driving around that's great and actually, probably the best thing about voice acting in the game is um, you can choose your character's name. And if, if you have your Microsoft account like super filled out, they'll just pick your first name. So it was really unsettling to hear, hey, Robert, for like just out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, no. But, <laughs> but they can you can change it right so they have a big list of like you know pretty basic first names but then the best part of the game is spend like a good 10 minutes scrolling through the nicknames they have because the nicknames are so good like there's el pollo diablo there there is like bro bra but no bruh 
Um, and my favorite one that I'm right now is fam. So everyone is just like, <laughs> so, hey, fam, hey, fam. Welcome to the Horizon Festival. Yeah, Are hey, you looking fam. forward to some tutorials? I'm just thinking now of like, imagine I'm just one of those crazy conspiracy theorist people that's all about Bill Gates and stuff. And then I'm playing, I'm going to play some Forza Horizon 5 and they just say my name. <laughs> It's like, it's imagine the vaccine. Imagine that's how they know how much I'm freaking out right now. Like, I'm convinced hey, uh, thoroughly. Hey Forza now. Horizon. Hey Forza Horizon. Can I can I join this race? I'm afraid I can't let you do that, Robert. I'm afraid I can't let you do that, fam. <laughs> like it still gives me a laugh because in four I did Turbo because that just sounds that's such a dumb like race car name like racing dude name. But yeah, fam is probably that's my go-to. I think for five. That's now. pretty funny. I mean, because cause Horizon. Well, I mean, Forza in general has also like kept pulling forward their their drivatar stuff as well. Mm. I think that that's amazing. The fact that that is not still so like heavily advertised is so cool. I remember loading up um, Horizon Four and like the first race I was in um, had like the drivatars of. A couple of Xbox streamers I follow and Major Nelson himself. And it was just like, oh, this is weird. This is cool. Um, you know, that's just like a fun thing to like recognize a gamer tag and be like, yeah, that's like, that's a, a fun concept. Mm-hmm. Although I do see uh, our former reviews editor, Alex, on the roads a lot. And for whatever reason, he always ends up in a head on collision with me. Um, like I'll just be driving and just keeps joining your session don't don't read into it too much (laughs) and then I just go damn it Alex so I'm definitely going to be tweeting this he's probably targeting you it's it's literally always his drivatar that we have a head on collision that's a that's like that's a cool thing though it's like he's he's probably off playing whatever else and yet you're you're having a fun gaming experience with him and he's not even there like yeah. that's mind blowing. Well, like, you're there a really too, cool feature. and uh, Scrappy. Um, so sometimes I'll just like, uh, I'll just like I'll get passed by one of you guys in a race, and I'll just be like, God damn it, stretch. It's like um, getting mad at someone in a dream, waking up, and be like God. Yeah, exactly. Wait, have you have you actually seen me? Yeah, yeah. Like you're driving oh, then, around. Scrappy's driving around. Then yeah, um, I mean, I, see right, I thought that too. I thought that they only like had like your drivatar per game, but like. I played, you know, a little bit of four. I played a lot of three, but the fact that I'm showing up in five and I haven't even touched the game yet, that's fucking cool. Yeah. I, well, I think it just pulls from your friends list too. Yeah, it pulls from your friends list and sometimes players that you've played against in races, but it's also kind of cool. Um, and cause I hopped into horizon pretty late or horizon four pretty late, but being in this early, it's kind of cool seeing like actual other drivers on there too, like actively driving. And watching people just yeeting off cliffs to get the the XP boards. Um, I, I did not experience that in 4. And so it's funny to just be like driving. And then you just see this car shooting across the screen. You're like, what the <laughs> hell? Um, and it's somebody just trying to get an XP board. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I think, too, just speaking about the world in this game, it is beautiful. Like, I'm playing it on Series X. And it is just, it looks gorgeous. And it's just so nice seeing a game or really anything set in Mexico and nothing is just like brown. Like <laughs> why sepia tone? Yeah, yeah, like, if we're, like the only Mexico time now. Yeah, the only time things are brown is when you're like in a dust storm, which those are cool, mm-hmm. right? But like everywhere else, it's like it's so colorful, so lush. The beaches look so good. And just like zooming past them at like 200 miles per hour is like, this is this is cool. This is very, very cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool world. Uh... And it is nice that we're driving on the correct side of the road now um, compared no. to Horizon 4. Yeah, that was in the UK. Yep. It's the wrong side of the road. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for uh, Horizon Japan. That's what I want. Oh, like Tokyo, Tokyo Drift, the video game. That's what I want. I'm already sold. Like, Wasn't Playground, that already a game? Come on. I don't okay. know. I mean, wasn't there's there, wasn't there in, need in for speed? In Japan? Maybe. Wasn't there Tokyo Drift like game? Am I crazy? I think you are crazy. I thought thought this was an incredibly popular game, racing game. All right. I don't know. I'm Googling it. I do. I will. I will say though, it's it's funny that I mean I know that I named my character Fam, which is very fun, but there is a lot of talk about family 
in this game and like <laughs> they're gonna bring that up. <laughs> they're attributing it to like you know mexican culture but i'm also like they know right <laughs> do they know you can have any beer yes. you want as long as it's a corona hey fam pass me a corona <laughs> seltzer <laughs> which i'm drinking right now uh i do want to talk about the accessibility a bit um mm. it the moment I opened the game, it started talking to tell me how to use the menu. And I was like, okay. Um, you can immediately yeah. turn it off, but it's one of those things that it's like a very nice quality of life addition to where, you know, if it's needed, it's automatically on. And you can turn it off if you don't want it. Um, and then I saw something on Twitter yesterday, and I haven't had a chance to dive into it, but apparently there's uh, sign language interpreters that you can turn on as well. Oh, that's um, cool. Which, if uh, once I look at it, I'm sure it's true, but that is like astonishingly awesome. Um, you know, obviously I don't need them, but it is a really cool addition to a, a AAA game of this size. Um, and I think it's a huge step forward for accessibility. Mm. Yeah, and I think even on like the difficulty scale, right? Like I, I think difficulty doesn't matter too much in this game because like there's the basic like easy, medium, hard, etc. for like how hard the drive avatars are. But then, you know, there's like, are you driving an automatic or manual? Like, do you want assisted braking or not? Right? Like the the sort of like car jockey stuff. Um, and I remember in previous games, it was basically like the harder you made it to drive your car, the more XP you get, mm -hmm. right? But there are some of those settings now where like they don't change how much XP you get, which is, you know, grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter too much because it's not like this is a game where you need to hit level 50 or whatever. But it's still kind of nice from a like psychological aspect that you're like, okay, I can make the game quote unquote easier for me, but it also just feels like it's a little bit more accessible now. Like anyone can hop in and like, maybe you can turn on manual and not, you don't have to feel like it's a big deal to be like, oh yeah, I'm a real pro. Cause I play, <laughs> I drive the car in manual now. Right? Like, no, you're just playing it to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's not why you play games. What are you talking about? You're right. I play for achievements. Yeah. <laughs> You're one of them. You're like yeah. you're like the little cockroaches of the gaming world, you know, skittering about <laughs> collecting your pretty things. That's what you are, Gollum. Precious shinies. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll I'll get all achievements for Gollum too. I'm sure. <laughs> um, Stretch, you've been playing another game with the number five in it, or I should say the number V in it. That's right. <laughs> hey, me too. Yes, yeah, so I've I've. Oh. Luckily enough, been on that uh, been on that Shin Megami Tensei V or Five train, um, which is awesome. I love uh, you know love me those like deep RPGs. Um, I played Shin Megami Tensei Three when it came to Switch. That was actually my first experience with the Shin Megami Tensei main franchise. I've been playing Persona for a bit as well. Um, it's really cool. It does uh, you know I'm only you know, uh, nine or ten hours into it so far, um, but already got a good grip of the world. Well, one tenth um, of the way through. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A tenth of the way through, uh, you know, checking my watch every ten minutes as we record. Um, but it's so far been really fun. They've added in a whole bunch of, like, quality of life stuff, you know, fast travel to save points. Um, the, the story so far is great. Probably one of my biggest issues that I had with three is that you spend so much time with the Demi Fiend and then you're also meant to care about these other school characters and like which which kind of god they want to be but you just never never really see them never really interact with them um, there's some of those characters that you probably spend less than an hour in conversation with which if you're then meant to like decide whether you hold a, an ideology that is the same as theirs and that determines what ending you have. Um, it felt very light, uh, but the storyline of, of Shin Megami Tensei Five so far is very much like there is an active battle, there is an active power struggle in the world at the moment between demons and angels, and demons want to feed on human souls, and um, and you know the the chaos that the world has fallen into. You've got that very like desert overworld again. Um, but the combat is really fun. They've added in a whole bunch of stuff that if you want it to be like that true hardcore Shin Megami Tensai, like I'm going to grind and I'm going to 
maximize my my demon skills and fuse them to create the ultimate life form and and custom tailor my character to have you know little to no weaknesses and like really like min max the crap out of it um boy is there a lot for you to do mm. uh, but they've also added in a whole bunch of stuff that is very um anti-grinding as well um like hunting down the the mitamas the weird like teardrop shaped things that they can drop an item that will get you to the next level it's like rare candies mm. um pretty much so uh, so they make uh, the game like there there are more convenient things if you don't want the like old school jrpg sort of vibe yeah and i know that like getting the the deluxe edition um you know one of the one of the things included in the deluxe edition is the ability to increase those mitama even showing up um to the point that like you can look out across a field and where there should normally be like 20 different demons spawned um, they're all mitama of different colors which give you different things um so you know if you want to go into it and it'd be some like grind heavy jrpg that you just like get lost in the minutiae of picking your demons and building a team boy you can do that if you want to get in and like power through for story and become an absolutely op character in five hours you can do that too oh, yeah. so when do you get to story take your, really... your demons out for like ramen and stuff <laughs> and just hang out with them unfortunately yeah there has been no social aspects um, why should i play they, they have what the hell? <laughs> yeah i mean basically persona's better yeah right is that what we're getting at it's if you're someone who enjoyed the time crunch of persona there's no time crunch for this one um but if you just wanted like the dumb jrpg heavy storyline of you know angels versus demons and for some reason the only person who's able to save the day is a gorgeous boy from a japanese high school isn't that like, just anime yeah, in general like, you live that life yeah that's anime <laughs> yeah no i i am excited for this game though because i mean i think i i've mostly played the persona series i've only played a little bit of smt4 and didn't really get bit by that bug but i've heard a lot of good things coming out of five right like the the reviews are looking really good and you sound like yeah. you're pretty pretty up on it right so I, I mean, I plan on picking it up for sure. I really hope that I like it a lot and can just like sink my teeth into it. Yeah, the, the SMT it's series like is definitely pretty different than Persona for people that are not like it's very not the same. Mm -mm. I definitely got to like put that asterisk of like I am someone who really enjoys those like dumb anime plot lines. Um, and I'm not saying dumb as in it's a negative thing. It's just like if this is your cup of tea. You're going to enjoy it. If it's not your cup of tea, you're going to hard bounce. Um, is goofy the better you know, word? It... Speaking of goofy, <laughs> is Kingdom Hearts... Uh... I mean, is there a goofy I mean, demon? Yeah, it's, it's, in the, it's in the same vein. Mm. You know, if you're someone who doesn't like Kingdom Hearts, you're really not going to fucking yeah, like Kingdom well, I mean, Hearts. Like, but... Kingdom Hearts is its own kind of dumb. I mean, SMT, it's just, it's just absurd. Just you describing it, you know, it's this... The demons and angels are having a war over humanity's souls. <laughs> it's like, okay, mm -hmm. that's stupid as hell, but also, okay, mm -hmm. I'll, I'm in. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, on board. <laughs> so, far, so far, the goofiest point has been like, you know, a group of high schoolers have been standing there and a new character has walked in and one of them has been like, hey, don't I recognize you? And he's like, yes, I'm the the leader of this, you know, angel fighting company or the Japanese district. And I'm also the prime minister of Japan. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Never change. Never change, Alice. <laughs> Yeah, but I I will pick that up for sure. That that's something that it just seems like it's up my alley, and I'm hearing lots of like maybe JRPG or RPG of the year vibes coming out of it. I mean, it's been a pretty good year for RPGs. I feel like I mean, just in recent memory, Tales of Arise is like sticking out to me too. So I'm curious to see how it's going to stack up with that one. Uh, Otten, what have you been playing? Uh, as always, I like, I like to keep things topical. No, I'm not playing Warcraft 3. Uh, I like to keep things recent and play the latest and greatest. So I played Stardew Valley this week. Mm -hmm. Now, when did that come out? 
I, you know, I don't pay attention too close to the indie scene. It's, oh, yeah. I think it's pretty yeah, new. Sure. A couple months ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very... No, yeah. but I was looking for something like, not that you, to turn your brain off, but something just like, all right. It's, it, you kind of go through the motions. I don't have to think about what I'm doing or plan ahead a ton. Just go do what I want to do. And I was like, you know, I haven't played Stardew Valley in a while. And I was like, you know, I was remember reading about a bunch of uh, mods that are out there for Stardew Valley. Oh, no. And there's a ton of... Well, so... Not those kind of mods. They're they're probably out there. I didn't look for them. Everybody assumed I was looking for them. I don't know what kind of reputation I have now, but I didn't look for those. Uh, but one of the yeah, Mister Warcraft porn is uh, is afraid for his hey, reputation. I didn't guys. seek those out. Those were put on me. Like I was a child. These I was mm-hmm. traumatized. Unlikely excuse. That's another. Th- mm-hmm. No, I won't get into a Blizzard joke there, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, anyway, one of my big beasts with Stardew Valley is that it's not. There's no Steam Workshop stuff, so like getting the mods is actually kind of a pain. So like that's one of the like mm. I love PC gaming and all that stuff, but and mods, but sometimes it's just like man, I got to go get this third party weird software and learn how that works, and it kind of also wants to sell me their kind of service. Like oh yeah, we need to make money off of this cool thing and it's like hey, i don't want to give you money just let me get the mod and so it's kind of a bit of a pain but so what i went with is like probably, I think probably the most popular stardew valley mod out there is called i think stardew valley expanded i think yeah oh yeah doesn't that add like a ton of a ton. like story and so yeah. the map is huge adds the stuff to the game like it, it's just like over 200 more like character moments or events uh, it adds new characters to the game. Uh, it changes like the farming map. The map is much uh, much bigger. And like if you want to do like the JoJo story, you know, like the JoJo story, like you could go be all corporate if you wanted to. Uh, but in like the base game, it didn't really do that much. Apparently, they've added just this massive storyline where you could just be this huge JoJo shill and just it completely nice. changed the entire town if you wanted to. Um, and, and nothing like every I've I've played so I've played a ton. But every, uh, everything I've played, like it feel, it fits in very naturally with Stardew Valley. Like if if you told me, oh, this is the expansion that Concerned Ape made and sold for like ten bucks or fifteen bucks or whatever, I'd be like, oh, okay, it's that's it. It's it's it perfectly. So if you're like, if you've played Stardew Valley, you're like, oh, you want to get back into it, and you're like, oh, I don't want to kind of go through the same exact thing as before. This Stardew Valley expanded is actually pretty rad. Like it adds oh, yeah. a ton of stuff. It's very cool. And I probably Stardew Valley was probably on my brain because of the Haunted Chocolatier announcement that came out from uh, Concerned Apes Nest game, but it's it's really cool. And I'm sure there's, I have not spent a lot of time looking at Stardew Valley mods. I'm sure there's a ton of other stuff. Um, when you get into these farming like wiki like games, like people go nuts with what you can do. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure there's yeah. some wild stuff out there with like the farming and other aspects of it. Um, but Stardew Valley, hey, what do you know? It's one of our only ten out of ten reviews we've given, and it's still I've, I still feel it's justified. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. very good. No, I agree. It's a good game, and this this just I cannot believe how just perfectly this kind of fits in. Because what it, what I really like about it is it adds like a bunch of characters around you that are also farmers, so you go visit their farm, or like this place is a vineyard, you go visit that. And so it's like, oh, this is just a, you know, we're a town of farmers in some way, somehow, sometimes. Mm. Does it add more like quality of life stuff? Like say, you know, you haven't recently created a crop. Can you like go and buy it from other farmers and stuff? I have not run across that. No. Okay. Um, but I, it just does a lot of smart stuff. Like the, the Joja Mart, uh, like cashier lady is now her own character that you can talk to. Like she arrives every morning, very depressed on the bus. <laughs> and like oh, doesn't no. want to talk to you and i'm like oh this is so sad and she gets there she's like i just i hate my life it's basically got the 2021 yeah. work <laughs> dlc yeah. uh but it's it's so smart to make her a character uh and i think she's mm-hmm. one you can marry or something at, at the end or whatever you could yeah but it's it's good stuff i would if you're interested in the stardew valley mod scene it's seemingly there's a bunch of cool stuff and the uh stardew valley expanded is actually really awesome yeah, I remember I modded uh, Stardew Valley like a few years back. Like this was even before like that big 1.5 update or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And you know, like there there were some really cool mods even back then. Like there were some that were just like quality of life. Like you could tweak the sprinklers to make them like just 
broken kind of if you wanted to just to make farming easier like that sort of stuff right yep. um but i think what what makes me a little sad is that it's not like how skyrim does it where you can kind of like just it's almost built into the game now with like the creation club right or even steam workshop right uh the fact that it's not that and then like i've played stardew valley on the switch i'm like no i'm not going back i don't want to sit at my desk to play stardew valley anymore even for the mods right it's like there's just something really convenient about playing it on you know pretty much a console where you can like lay out lay out on the couch really get into that cozy cottage vibe you know while you play yeah you you just need one of those cool like all-in-one computer and chairs that like lets you rotate down completely and recline and you have yeah. the screen hanging yeah. over you bro yeah, that's what i need like I a couple grand so really bad. low entry and then mod it with a steering that's wheel right. there's yeah. your force yeah. machine yeah, you get yeah get one of those where they like on hydraulics like moves around too and you're mm. you're bouncing around chair that- yeah then you puke when you crash yeah. <laughs> legitimately yeah. simulates the crash just punches you in the face <laughs> Man dies after crashing in Forza. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be cool. Uh, well, that'd be great. It'd be, it's me with my tag Fuzzlebutt. <laughs> Andrew quote Fuzzlebutt sixty nine quote hot and died today. Well, now everyone knows your gamer I tag. Don't care. <laughs> Is it really Fuzzlebutt sixty nine? Yeah. That and you know what's great about it? That was just a random one Microsoft gave me. Oh my! I didn't gosh. make it. <laughs> they just gave it to me. Unreal. Just landed out. Truly the chosen one. <laughs> well, I think that does it for this week's episode of our show. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, feel free to leave us a, a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Or if you're on YouTube right now, feel free to give us a thumbs up, like, subscribe, all that jazz. Uh, and let us know down below if you have any thoughts about Forza Horizon 5 or Shin Megami Tensei 5 or any other games we really talked about today. Um, and... If you want, feel free to share it with a friend. That would also be pretty rad. You know, let's grow the community if we can, right? Um, Otherwise, we will be back next week with another episode. And if you can't wait that long, you can check out techraptor.net, where we're always publishing news, reviews, features, and all of that. This has been the Tech Raptor Podcast, and we'll see you next week.